Hey everyone, welcome to Muggle with a Mic. This week's episode is going to feature everything Star Wars. Um, starting from the original trilogy, prequel, uh, sequels, and eventually we'll get into talk about The Mandalorian. Uh, we have a guest on, uh, my friend Robbie. He's an expert in all things Star Wars. I know he probably doesn't want me to say that he's an expert, but from this Padawan's perspective, he's an expert. So he helps, um, he and Phil have wonderful conversations and I interject occasionally. <laughs> we round it all off with a big quiz on Star Wars where Phil and Robbie go head to head and let's just say it's a nail biter. But before we get started, I wanted to do a little personal note. My cousin Chuck um, recently had a massive heart attack. He is currently hospitalized in the ICU in central Pennsylvania. And I just want everyone to try to send some good thoughts his way and his family's way. And if you're so inclined, please add him to your prayer list. His son Matthew, I know, is a very big Star Wars fan. So I hope maybe he'll enjoy this episode. But please keep Chuck and his family in your prayers. Thank you so much. Win the day. Uh, with no further ado, here is our Muggle with a Mic episode featuring Star Wars. Java sound effects. Oh, yeah. I say you just do that at random times, Phil. Don't tell us when you're going to do it. <laughs> be awesome. Welcome, everyone, to the, the Star Wars Muggle with a Mic. Today's episode is all about the wonderful world of Star Wars and. Not only will you hear my voice and Phil's voice, but we have a friend today on, Robbie. Hi. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robbie is responsible for my current and most recent obsession with Star Wars. It's completely <laughs> his fault. <laughs> I think I had a cameo in one of the earlier episodes. You mentioned a friend at work. Linda, do you the... Uh... <laughs> You are the un unnamed friend. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's, and, and there's Phil. <laughs> Phil will be responsible for the sound effects in this episode. I'm just going to play some random Jawa sounds. How's that? <laughs> Sounds great. All right, so let's get into Star Wars talk. We've got some things that we can go over. We're going to start off with just generic Star Wars an all-around-the-galaxy conversation, and then we're going to pinpoint onto Mandalorian Season 1 and our predictions for Season 2. Okay, great. All right, guys. First of all, 
Uh, Phil, how were you introduced to Star Wars? Oh, I was, uh, my goodness, let's see. I was maybe six years old when it came out at the theaters. And I remember going to the local cinema and waiting around the corner, waiting in line to get a ticket with my dad. And uh, actually, you know, I, I got to go and see it at the theater. And um, after that, I was kind of hooked, you know, like any person <laughs> my age that kind of grew up with it. It's like most of my childhood was just all about Star Wars, all the like trading cards and games and action figures and, you know, everything went along with it. Yeah. How was that like in that day and age when it was like you're in school and everyone's all about Star Wars? Oh, I mean, it was it was pretty amazing. and. Um, you know, cinemas were a little bit different than they were today. You know, you didn't, you actually had to go to the theater uh, because they didn't, you know, they didn't have a VHS or uh, DVD players, obviously. Um, so, you you know, you'd go and see it as many times as you could because then you wouldn't get to see it again unless it, like, later came on, like, HBO or something like that. And I, I do remember when it actually came out on HBO, it's just like, I probably watched it like a hundred times um, when it was on that, that service, because again, like you couldn't just like we can today stream it or VHS it or beta tape it or <laughs> what have you. Beta. you were like, yeah. Beta. You were pretty limited to like when you could see it, especially like as being a younger child, I was just blown away and thought it was like great whenever they were going to make a sequel to it it was just i couldn't believe it it was just like they're gonna they got something that's so amazing and they're gonna make a, another movie i mean it was just yeah how about how about you robbie <laughs> so my story is kind of funny um no one in my immediate family is like a big star wars fan and so my when i was about five and my, my sister me and her have about a 14 year age gap uh, so one of her high school boyfriends was who introduced me to it, uh, to A New Hope on a VHS. <laughs> How and, old were uh, you? When so I would have, yeah, I was, I was about five, I think, okay. because I know Phantom Menace hadn't came out yet because, you know, then later on we went to see that once it came out. I think that released in 99, right? Yeah, it was 99. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I watched the movie and just was hooked on it. Couldn't believe, you know, all the cool immediately when the film opens up and you see the star destroyer mm -hmm. you know, flying overhead, I was like, Oh my gosh, what is all this? And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's how I got introduced to it. And that's the thing though. If you go back and watch it today, those special effects still hold up. Oh, absolutely. For the most part. Um, you know, especially with the ships and everything, there's a lot to be right. said for actual models and physical, uh, practical effects. Uh, they just, you know, done right. I mean, at the time, that was groundbreaking technology. It was nobody ever like seen it before, right? The way they had done it, but I think it looks a lot better than uh, CGI. Oh yeah, when something's real, you know, when they when they put the time and effort into making something real look mm -hmm. even more real, it it pays off in the end. And the reactions, you know, the actors' reactions, I think, are better because you actually have something there to react to. I think it was kind of the big, big flaw of, like, Phantom Menace. He was trying to be cutting edge again and did everything digital, 
and CGI. And at the time it looked great. You know, it was just like amazing, but man, it's really dated now. If you go back and watch it, it's just like, wow, that, that doesn't hold up over time. Well, my, my story is similar to yours, Robbie. Uh, I have a 13 year age gap between my sister and I, but she let me down and didn't have a boyfriend who introduced it to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but she, she does this thing and I shared something on Facebook about where she says, well, you didn't, you weren't around for the originals and all that stuff. I was and blah, blah, blah. And, but it's true. The thing with this series is unlike Harry Potter, where they all came out all together, you know, there's different generations that have been introduced through mm -hmm. different, different right. ways and different means. So yep. that's why you can have a Star Wars fan at any age. Oh yeah. And what's yeah. funny is like, if you get people that were, you know, grew up, in the nineties and that was their first exposure, the prequels, that's their favorite series because that's mm -hmm. what they grew up on. And um, even though, you know, it was original movies that sparked it, their favorites are the ones they saw in the theater. That's oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm kind of stuck in between on that because where I seen uh, a new hope before I saw any of the prequels, I think mm -hmm. I'm more attached to that movie than any other. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but you know, the prequels, as a kid growing up watching them, I didn't think they were bad movies or like, I didn't notice yeah. the bad acting um, <laughs> until, until I got a little bit older. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of see some things, but yeah, those movies to me were probably my, I guess, yeah, they were my star Wars growing up. Um, yeah. But I still, I, my viewing order was just bonkers for the movies. Cause I seen four, then I seen one and two before oh, I wow. watched I ever even watched five and six for the first time. So, yeah, I mean. Now, did, did either one of you get to watch uh, in the mid-90s when they re-released them with the, you know, they had the special cuts. They re-released them in the theater, uh, you know, kind of building up to when they released The Phantom Menace. I'm not sure what year that was. Maybe 96? Those were 97 were the special edition. Yeah. But I, I never did see them in theaters, no. Okay. Yeah, I went and, and, and saw them all again in, in the theater when those games came out. But, I mean, a lot of people, that was, they, you know, their chance to kind of go back and that weren't old enough to see the see it originally in the theater, it was a chance for them to kind of go back and and actually get to see them on the big screen, which is, you know, right. was cool, I think. Well, let, let's address that. Let's hear everyone's opinion on what you think the appropriate viewing order is. For someone who's just now, hasn't seen a Star Wars, doesn't know anything, We've got five different options. There's only one. There's only one right option. <laughs> what's, what's your right option, Phil? I'll, I'll let you explain them, and I'm going to tell you what my opinion is. <laughs> okay. And you can tell your opinion, but it doesn't count. It's mine's right. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Judy, <laughs> I, I need to call you. No. Um, okay, so here are the options. The first one's episode order, which is where you go chronologically in the star Wars universe. So you go one, two, three, four, five, mm -hmm. six, you know, seven, eight, whatever, you know, numbers. Yeah. Then the next one is the rogue one order, which is where you watch rogue one, then four, five, one, two, three. Wait, is that right? Yeah. Then six, seven. Then there's, <laughs> it's very confusing. That is confusing. Then there's the time machine order which is where I believe we're addressing those changes to the originals, but this is watching them without the changes, I believe. So you watch uh, four, five, six, one, two, three, 
Then you watch four, five, six after they're edited, and then seven, eight, nine, which is just cray cray. I don't know why you yeah. would want to do that. Then the theatrical release, which is based on you know how it came out in our time. So you yeah. go four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Um, then there's the machete order, which this started on, I believe, Reddit, and you go four, five. And then they exclude one. You don't watch episode one at all in this instance. (laughs) (laughs) And then you watch two, three, six, seven, eight, nine. Right? So basically you just put them all in a fishbowl, throw one out and watch it. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're, they're wanting you to watch A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back before you are introduced to an young young Anakin. Interesting. Right? Sounds like it, yeah. Yeah. So Phil, what's the right answer? Uh theatrical release. <laughs> because if you don't watch them in the theatrical release, you you'll lose a lot. You'll lose a lot of uh just surprises and I mean uh, I'm sure I'm sure by now most every spoilers Anyway, hey, spoiler <laughs> spoiler uh, alert. This thing's going to be full of spoilers. So if you haven't seen Star Wars yet, it's, yeah. Uh, Luke's know. adopted. Yeah. Go watch the 30, or 50, 30 to 50 hours worth of Star Wars content that's yeah. out there. And then you can <laughs> listen to the podcast. <laughs> so we'll see you in 2025. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I mean, there was just so many just, like, jaw-dropping moments in there that you're going to lose because it's going to get spoiled. Um, just like, you know, finding out Luke is, uh, Vader's son and then finding out that Luke and Leia are brother and sister. Uh, And if you watch that in like chronological order, it's not going to be a surprise. It's not going to be how it was intended is, is, is amazing. I don't, I don't feel like, yeah. Hmm. And I think there's some like, you know, like mystery behind Vader and stuff. Like when you, you watch it. In the theatrical release, and then I think it kind of you know if you see Vader first thing is is looks like a, a little kid like Annie, <laughs> you know it's going to take away some of the you know just some of the mystique and stuff of Vader. So I don't know what's your guys' opinion, Roberto. Well, I I think I mostly agree with Phil. I think the theatrical is about the only way you can. Uh, watch it just because of it, you know. I think George Lucas even stated he started in the middle because it was the most compelling part of the story, and mm-hmm. that's how I always have always viewed the movies. Is you know, that's basically the meat of the the sandwich, and then the prequels and sequels are supposed to be viewed as like the bookends. Hmm. But I, I I think that uh, you know, like Phil said, even if you haven't seen Star Wars, I think that's like the most talked about pop culture moment is Darth Vader being Luke's father. So, I mean, a lot of people know that going into star Wars already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, episode order two, I, I think either way, but I would prefer theatrical every episode, but that's the only two yeah. I've ever viewed them in. Yeah. If I was going to sit somebody down and say, watch these, I would give them the, the first three, let them watch that. And not the, not the updated versions, the original, if you can get a hold of it, if you can get a hold of the original. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> version. I still have those on VHS someplace. 
But um, okay. yeah, uh, because he keeps you know tinkering, and I know we're gonna get into some of that later on with specific moments, and it's classic. You just need to watch the original <laughs> unadulterated version of Star Wars first, and then after that, you can you know pretty much watch it in any order. Right, and that's when I was introduced. I I had seen the original version of episode four so and i didn't realize you know being a kid i didn't realize that lucas had even edited the 1997 versions so it wasn't until they like came out in dvd in like the mid-2000s that i even saw that like the job of the hut scene in episode four yeah yeah and and all of that so i don't you know i don't i don't mind the edits as like kind of a standalone thing but i just wish they would bring out the original theatrical cut that you can get on a blu-ray or dvd uh, because it's it's right. fun to go back and kind of see like what his concept was or what he would do if he had more funding or um, you know more technology at the time, but it's just you know some of it's a little bit cringy. I mean, like <laughs> there's I mean, some think- changes that you question why they were even changed in the first place. Yeah, and then the, but there are some that kind of add and in, add into the story a little bit there, more. I agree. I agree with that. I think the biggest a cringy scene is probably Return of the Jedi with Jabba's Palace with a big musical number. It's oh my like, gosh! Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> I yeah. can do without that. It, yeah, that was a questionable call for sure. I think he just does it so he can release a new movie that people pay for. Yeah, true. I think I think like, they, look, we added, we copied and pasted these few little things in the background, and now give us twenty bucks. Star Wars uh, typically sells unless. You know, it's solo. Yeah. <laughs> then, oh, uh, it's riding solo. Yep, exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, Star Wars sells, and they they use that to their advantage a lot. I think one director said, and I don't know who it was. I can't remember what what director it was, but they said like no movie is ever released. It gets it, it, it escapes because like a director will just you know, continually tinker and work on it as long as they can until you actually have a, a release date. You have to have it out. You know, because they want to try to perfect right. it. And that's the thing with George Lucas. Like, he released it, but then he went back. And it's, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> it's very fluid. He keeps changing uh, the original uh, the original stories. He keeps on tweaking them and tweaking them and add more and, you know. Could you imagine if every series did that? I mean, I'm sure Lord of the Rings would love to change things, <laughs> maybe to make it more accurate. Or Harry Potter, you know. Right. To sh- but you you just can't do it, Georgie. Yeah, well he well he can't anymore because he doesn't own it. But <laughs> before he, he had could. the means and the money, so and yep, he he certainly could. I mean that's kind of a rare circumstance. Um, you know the situation he was in where he kind of owned the movie rights and right. um, so that not many people could actually do that after a movie was released. Well, that see, I'm so sorry. We went down a, a rabbit hole <laughs> Already. <there. laughs> well, real quick, I would do the machete order just because I want to mess with people's minds. All right, interesting. <laughs> well, plus also Sam Whitworth is the one who suggested that. It's <laughs> a, a biased choice then by you, huh? A little bit. <laughs> anyway, he's he's told his one friend to do it that way, but he, he told him to watch episode one. So you watch four... And then you watch one, two, three, and realize Anakin is Vader before you watch five. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. yeah. That makes sense, I guess. 
Okay, next question. What makes Star Wars important to you or special to you? Is there some kind of tie into somebody or some situation? For example, mine's my nephew Jack right now because my sister texted me the other day and she was, she was, uh, Jack was staying at my parents' house and she had a little video and she said, be prepared to cry. And I played the video and Jack, they asked Jack, Jack, what are you watching? And he goes, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> And then he came over to my house the other day and he went, can I, can I, can we watch Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> so now all of his birthday presents this year are Star Wars related. I've got him a little Millennium Falcon. Excellent. Oh, that's awesome. What about you guys? Um, you know, I think it was just, I don't know. For me, it's like the air. I was there when it, when it, when it released and it was just like an amazing time. It was just, it was. Like I said, it was like kind of the birth of pop culture. It was, um, it just took the world by storm at the time. And uh, I just, like I said, I have those special memories where I waited in line with my dad around the corner uh, to go see it. And um, it's just, just good times. I mean, it, I don't, I don't think I really have any one person it's tied to. I was there when it originally came out. And I got to experience that whole um, kind of birth of like nerddom. <laughs> well, you're, you're kind of you're kind of tied to all the all the actors and stuff because you watch them. You know him going to Indiana Jones after yeah. that with Harrison Ford and everything. Yeah. So you have a connection with all of them. Yes, all the actors. I was even there for the Star Wars Christmas special, the holiday special. <laughs> I remember seeing that on TV uh, when it came out, and then they, you know, quickly took it and locked it in a vault someplace. <laughs> never to be seen again. Never to be seen again, except on the YouTubes. Yeah. Okay, I've never watched it, but I mean, uh, I know that people hate it. What What's so bad about it? Well, oh, you, can, you can see it on YouTube. I mean, it's just really cringeworthy, really cheesy. Um I Isn't mean, there just like just, a ten minute rift of uh, Wookiees talking to each other in Wookiee? Like they're not you just there's no dialogue. It's just them oh, barking at each it's, other. It's yeah, it's bad. It's, it's I actually though Boba Fett made his appearance on there. Um, yeah, you know, uh, so actually it, it's, it's cartoon it, version, right? Yeah, it's funny. John Favreau always references the holiday special. Um, I, he's talked about that a lot, where they kind of. Have used actually the Mandalorian's gun. We could get into that later, but his gun oh, yeah. is the same gun that's used from the holiday special. Yep. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So he's trying. He's trying to save it. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. He he was in an interview. Uh, I think when season one was coming out, he was talking about trying to like make a new holiday special to premiere on Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of like the guns, like a throwback, kind of like the Ice Cream Man. Remember we talked about that, right? Time. I was cracking up at that too. <laughs> I was watching that. I just watched that yesterday, and it, it, that scene was like so much more special, knowing the backstory to it. Well, and I was yeah. listening. I was on my way to work, and I was listening to your guys' podcast, and I was screaming, "Will Rohood, Will Rohood!" Because I knew <laughs> you guys were talking about. So. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That, that's good that that our episodes make people scream at the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, do, do yourself a favor or not. 
and get on YouTube and watch the holiday special. I'm sure you can find it. Right. But it, I'll it's, do just, that. it's just like poorly filmed, and it's like uh, Carrie Fisher sings like. <laughs> yes, sings. She does. Yeah, it, it's to the Star Wars theme song, but it's like a life day song because yep. I don't know. That's the thing that like Chewbacca has to get back to his family for like life day, and I don't know. It's like I think like. Like Mark Hamill's in it. it. Looks like someone dipped him in like oh he looks terrible or something. I don't know what's yeah. going on with him. He's he's like he looks like he's been a tanning bed for a year or something. I don't know what what the crap. Oh, he vacationed on Tatooine. Right. Yeah. So what you're saying is it's high quality mm-hmm. and worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, okay, so Robbie, is your uh, the thing that's special to you about Star Wars the Christmas? Special? <laughs> it is definitely not the Christmas special, but uh, it's kind. Of, yeah, I mean, when I seen it, like I said earlier, I was just blown away by it, and it's this whole entire galaxy of uh, storytelling and world building. And you know, I was I've always had a big imagination, you know, as a kid and everything. Uh, so yeah, I kind of latched onto Star Wars and and loved learning more and more about it. And that's when a lot of the content really started picking up again. I know there was like a dead period after the oh, yeah. original trilogy, you know, ended. Um, but then mm-hmm. they started coming out with novels and comics again. So I would, I would read all the comics and read a lot of the novels. Um, I think I think it was an early '90s that actually the first trilogy of books came out. The Timothy Zahn. Um, I'm trying to remember the name. Right. Of them, but... Yeah. The uh, those were great. Uh, novels, yeah. that trilogy. Yeah, and then that kind of you know sparked like a big boom of you know comic books and right. They have exp- uh, they, they had called it the expanded universe, yeah, for a while. Yeah, which which Disney like <laughs> automatically the Legends yeah. label on it and it doesn't. Yeah, uh, it's not, not canon. canon anymore. Yeah, <laughs> right. Which no. uh, I mean, the whole Legends thing. It's probably good. There's good and bad to them resetting it. Like Chewbacca had like a moon dropped on him and it killed him in the expanded universe. Like, oh yeah, there were some was, weird uh, things. So I mean, is that the new Jedi Order? Is that that it, novel series? I think so. Yeah. So when they reset it, I was like, okay, cool. We'll get to have you know fresh stories that might end up better. But I don't know if that was the case after Wait, the I'm sequel sorry. trilogy. Did, did Chewie survive? No, he, no. no he, he sacrificed himself um, yeah. to save. And like, he was um, just out of the series from then on? He was, I mean, right. he was dead. Yeah, he was I mean, dead. But, this, yeah. but this happened like years and years after Return of the Jedi. I mean, it was, I mean, oh. yeah. it was like a long time um, after that. I will say, though, that like my very favorite, I remember back in the 80s, uh, my favorite arcade game was like uh, Star Wars arcade cabinet where you're in the X-Wing fighter is vector graphic at me. Wait, is that the one that you bought? Yeah, I have. I actually have it sitting in my office. Oh, that's cool. I have, I have, I have an arcade cabinet. Um, but yes, it's, that was my favorite video. I like had so many good memories playing that. That, that game was at the local. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing I forgot to even mention was the video games growing up. The video games really were booming when I was, you know, growing up as a Star Wars fan. So that's, oh, yeah. that was another big part of why I, you know, latched onto Star mm-hmm. Wars. And yeah, just, it's just a nice escape. <laughs> you can just sit down and watch a movie or, you know, play a game. And it's, you know, just get into the story. 
So speaking of escaping, if you had to be, if if you could be any character, which character would you want to be? Oh, Luke Skywalker. Easy peasy. Yeah. When I was a kid, that's, you know, that's who was my uh, role model was. I mean, I wanted to be Luke Skywalker, so that's an easy one. I know a lot of people were like Han, but I want to be Luke. Yeah, that's that's probably mine too, or, you know. Just a Jedi in general, but yeah, Luke was Luke's my favorite Jedi, so I'd probably go with Luke. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Just a Jedi in general. I wish I could just be Katie, a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, right. I would use force mind tricks on people all the time. Like... <laughs> <laughs> then you, you're a Sith, right? <laughs> well, it's all about perspectives. <laughs> I'd be a great Jedi. How about that? <laughs> you know what's what's funny though is like. You know, we had all the toys and stuff when I was a kid, and you know, collecting the the gum, the, the bubble gum cards, and like the the trading cards stuff. And that, that was like one of my favorite action figures, was the Luke Skywalker. And uh, I, the lightsaber was freaking yellow on it. I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah, I've I don't know that. what was up with that. Uh, but it, like, it came out of his, like, it was in his arm, and you kind of like push down the thing, and it came out. But I never understood that. It was like it was yellow. Were those that was one of the Kenner line toys, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I've watched like I think there's something on YouTube that's like a 20 minute video, like mini documentary about why that was yellow. Uh, I'll have to see if I can find it later. Send it okay, to yeah. Let me but, yeah. let me know. I I don't remember the outcome, like why it ended up being yellow, but they did explain it. I just I can't remember the outcome of it. I remember too, like with the action figures it's like i had half and then my brother had half and you know because and i had like x-wing fighter and um like he had the troop transport and i had luke and he had han and he had he had obi-wan and i had like the tuscan raider so right, yeah. kind of divided up but yep i do remember too another good memory is like uh getting up like christmas morning like in the middle of the night, you know, two in the morning, you can't sleep. And so you sneak in under the Christmas tree. And I had uh, gotten like the the Death Star playset. Oh, which, awesome. Which was awesome. Yeah. And then like, like I was messing with it. And there was a thing where the, the gun would like pop off. It kind of like, you know, blow up and pop off. And I accidentally hit that and made a lot of noise. And I ran back to bed, jumped <laughs> in, pretended like I was asleep. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up the yellow lightsaber. Okay. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder why you're so quiet. There's a reason out there. I just. I wish I could remember. It's. It's going to bother me. But. Mm. Oh, there! I see the toy. Mm -hmm. hmm. I will. I will figure it out. What's the next question we could talk about? <laughs> um, who's your Who's your least favorite character? Hmm. Mason Marino Boomba. Oh no! Don't do that. <laughs> Everyone, that was an easy question. Wasn't uh, it? I don't know. For me, before I saw the sequels, I would have said Jar Jar, because um, I definitely went through a period, of, like you know, growing up with the prequels, Jar Jar was just okay, like he was whatever. But then as I got a little older and looked back at it, it's like, oh my goodness, that character is terrible. Um, but. Yeah. But now I'm kind of coming back around on him. Like it's like okay, he's not as bad, and maybe that's because I've seen, yeah. I've seen Haldo and Rose. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I see Haldo, I just I cannot even. 
I can hardly stand to look at her because of her plan. Like, she made no sense. If she would have just told Poe the plan from the beginning, all that conflict could have been avoided. Right. The person, actually, I like least from the new, like, the Disney series is, like, Hux. Um, yeah, he was he just because like I mean he was okay in the first one. You I know, agree. He was almost like kind of you know a decent bad guy, but then they just turned him into like a, a comedy character. Really. Yeah, a com- yeah, comedy with the second one and and uh, especially like was it the last one or was the second one where the last one he like, ends up turn coding right? He oh yeah yeah didn't didn't see that one coming but right. <laughs> And it was, I don't even think he had a good reason for turning. It was yeah. like, he didn't want to see the resistance, like, win. He just wanted to see Kylo fell or something. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, like, Poe, when he called him up, like, on the, tel- you know, like, when he's out there, his ex-wing, and I mean, that was, that was, like, a little bit ridiculous. It's just like, how can you be that incompetent? You know, he's, like, basically pranking him on the phone. It was just oh, like, I, know. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it didn't make sense to me. So out of the new series, that's, he's probably my least favorite. And yeah. then, like, if you're, if you're going to Phantom Menace, it's probably I'm George Ryan. I like Ahmed Best. I like the actor, and it, it's right. nothing. It doesn't reflect on the actors at all. It's just no. like the characters. It's, it's just, the horribly um, written. For me, in the, out of the sequel, it's trilogy. It's the horribly written characters that I just I can't. Yeah, they're not compelling at all. So I can't <laughs> enjoy them. <laughs> I heard in an interview that Isaac Isaac. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. That man. Um, <laughs> he said that he was supposed to be killed off in the first movie. Right. Yeah, but they, I was going to say they. Uh, I think J.J. Abrams liked him, like the character or something, or was it him that like wanted to continue on? Uh, I, I I feel like it was J.J. after he saw uh, Poe and Finn's like on screen chemistry. He he was like, yeah, yeah these. Let's keep this character around. I think, because I, I, I think in the tie crash or the uh, yeah, when they crashed the tie, yeah. um, on Jakku, he was supposed to die there. And see, that's I think that's the most mm. disappointing story arc in um, the new one. Is like Finn, man. I mean, oh my, he was so it's such a wasted character. One. Yep, wasted, wasted, wasted character. Because you had this person that was like super interesting. He was like a stormtrooper, and he defected. And right. then he, they just did nothing with him. I mean, it was just so, you know. Well, they and it kind was, of alluded the last one that he, he kind of had force. He was force sensitive, but they never came out and said it. And I mean, you thought he was going to be a Jedi in the first one because he was kind of. You saw the pictures of him welding the uh, wielding the lightsaber. Well, uh, that's uh, yeah. I, I think, I think in Star Wars, not just anybody should be able to just pick up a lightsaber and be able to fight. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he held his own okay against Kylo for a minute, and that I think he fought a stormtrooper with that like stun baton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I feel like they were even maybe hinting that he had some force abilities in seven. Yeah. And then you get to eight, and he's all about, you know, right after he helps stop the uh, first order and destroy Starkiller base, then he turns around in the next movie, which happens five minutes later. And he's like, "Well, I'm yeah. deserting. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm getting out of here." It just so, doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> It's just so. Uh, I can't yeah. even talk about episode eight without getting mad. So. I, I can't either. <laughs> oh, and that's a, the second. The second most disappointing character arc is Phasma. It's just like she was yeah. cool. 
Um, I but, think the writers it, were trying to compete to see which character had the biggest waste, and they all of them won. Because there yeah. were so many wasted characters. Well, they introduced people and then didn't finish out their story, and they thought, "Well, let's just kill them." Exactly. Yeah. They they were just I don't they dropped the ball so much on the news. I know we're jumping ahead and we're talking about you know yeah Disney sorry stuff, we're going off the path fine, again. You're fine, go ahead. But go they, ahead. No, they did. They, Rabbit they hole. Too much. <laughs> it's, instead of Haldo, make that Akbar. Let him go out in a blaze of glory, man. Like yes. okay, Like yeah. I mean, why not do that? And then like. Wouldn't it have been much cooler if, like, Kylo Ren never took off his helmet and, like, at the end, um, he took it off and it was, like, clone of Luke. And they, because they have the technology to de-age him, because they had his lightsaber, so obviously they had his hand. They could right. have cloned him and, and, you know, Snoke could have brought him up. And, right. um, and And it would have been, like, such a, oh, my gosh, moment, like, you know, in the original series where Vader was his father, Leia was his sister. And then Luke had to face off against a younger uh, clone of himself, or Ray had to, or even, you know, if they would have had Ben in there somehow. I mean, right. you know, if you're going right. with the no- novels, they had three children, like Han and Leia. Right. Um, yeah. So. It, I think Luke even ends up having a, a child in the. With Mar- um, Mara Jade, I think so. Right, think, yeah. Yeah. I think his name was but, Ben. His name was Ben. His name was Ben Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because he named him after Ben Old Kenobi. Ben. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ben. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's so many different things they could have done. You know, I would have liked to have seen like Ray do something different. Be like, you know, when in the second movie or something, when Kylo was like, join me. It's like, okay. And like, you know, let that happen. And then you could have had a redemption arc on like Ray or something. Let her kind of go to the dark side for a little bit or. I mean, right. it was just copy and paste the original. I mean, basically, I'm getting on a rant here. I'm sorry. But the first movie, <laughs> Force Awakens, it was just um, A New Hope. I mean, it was the exact same movie. I mean, you had, the, yeah. you know, you had the Death Star. You had the orphan in the desert. You had, I mean, right. everything. It was just <laughs> copy and paste. And it was just, um, I mean, it was exciting to see it on the big screen and you know, they used a lot of practical effects and it was, it, it looked good. But then after the first time I saw it, and I saw it the second time. I'm like, now wait a minute. <laughs> right. Well, I, I mean, their major goal with that was to pull in the old audience and new mm-hmm. audience. And that's why, of course, they cloned it because, of course, you yeah. know, as we can tell, clones really work well in this universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does get a little bit old, though. Like, I mean, okay, this is basically a third Death Star. It's just like, Come up with something a little bit more interesting instead of having Star Killer Bay. I mean, right, right. I guess it's the spin on it. It was a planet, but like, okay, so once that planet destroys everything within reach, it can't really move. I mean, it's not like the Death Star that can actually move. <laughs> so, you know, it's, when it clears out everything that can, it's within range of its laser, you're, you're kind of screwed a little bit. Right. Well, and that's. Uh, I mean, I've got, <laughs> I've I've kind of want to go on a rant now. Uh, go. Go <laughs> so my like problem with the sequel trilogy is how just obviously disconjointed and disconnected it is. Um, yes. You know, people had complaints with the prequels, but at least there was a unified vision in those stories mm-hmm. and and what they told. Um, but then with the sequels, you get there and it's like we said, everything just gets undone. And 
you know, for movie to movie, I feel like seven, yeah. eight goes and undoes everything seven did, and then nine went mm-hmm. and undid everything eight did. Yeah. So you're just flip flopping between the two directors. Oh, I, agree. I just feel like if, like, I think what they did wrong, what JJ did wrong with seven is putting Luke on that island at the end of the movie. I oh, think yeah. that they should have put. I think when uh, Ray and uh, Kylo and Finn are fighting on Starkiller Base, mm-hmm. and they both are, you know, they both go down, and then you see the uh, someone like Force pulling the lightsaber out of the snow. I think mm-hmm. that's when Luke should have, you know, intro yeah. into the mm-hmm. end of the episode. Well, see, they missed the biggest opportunity, the biggest disappointment in cinematic history. It's like with this movie, everybody wanted to see the original three back together, exactly. and it didn't happen. And now exactly. it never happened. And when Han died, that should have been instead of like someone that had known him for just like five minutes, like Finn or um, yeah, Finn and and um, and right. Ray. It should have right. been Luke and Leia up there, and it would have been much more of an impact uh, yeah. that, than what we got because they would have seen him. You want to see those characters reunited, sure. And and it's just. It was a wa- it's such a waste, such a waste. Oh, that's I my totally biggest complaint. Agree. Totally agree. But you're, but you're right. I mean, how many what was it four billion dollars they spent on that franchise, and they just started making movies without a uh, like a story no, arc to no tie them all map. together? It's no just like we'll map. just yeah, no nothing, nothing, nothing <laughs> to interconnect them. Just like hey, you know, let's just uh, you do a movie, and then uh, you do a movie. It's like Oprah, you do a movie, yeah. and you do a movie, you do yeah. a movie. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. just Tell us how it. you really feel, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I totally I just, agree. It's yeah, it's it's just a waste. No, I think I think that's echoing everybody's opinions. There's some good things about this, the new series. I mean, I like the new characters, and I uh, wish they would have done more with them. Uh, and the, visually, it looks good, but it's just no, it's just no story think- to it. I think it's such a waste that they have this technology now, but the story's lacking. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they had they had a palette, a wonderful, colorful palette they could use, and their painting is crap. Right. Well, and that that was kind of the complaint on the prequels too, you know, because George was showing off like all the technology and all this is digital. And while the story I feel is better on the prequels because it actually it has a story. It's not as good as it could be, and the character development's not as good as it could be because he was focusing more on the technology and like, look what I can do, instead of like, you know, focusing in on the story and and just really, you know, tackling that. Hmm. But <laughs> we don't we like the, the sequels. <laughs> we sort of like the prequels when you compare them to the sequels. Oh, the, the <laughs> prequels are made to look like as good as the original trilogy to me when you compare them to the sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they look like golden movies. Honestly, I, I I just think, yeah, I mean, No Unified Vision just killed the, the sequels for me. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's weird. I can still enjoy Seven in isolation, but then when you know what's coming next, it's hard to... Yeah. Well, I remember watching Seven, and I remember that was my biggest disappointment. You got to the end, it's like, Dang, the Darth or the Death Star again. And I was yeah. like, you know, like, and I had all these questions. It's like, you know, with, you know, where they kind of made Ray and Mary Sue. It's just like, I'm holding out because there might be a background story, but it's like, you know, she'd known about the force for five minutes and she was already like, you know, brainwashing people and, and like she beat like 
Kylo Ren who had like right. trained his whole life and right. you know she she's she's uh you know never been off the planet but she can fly the Millennium Falcon better than than um than Han. Than Han and she can she can fix it better than Han and um I mean just you know all these um things that she can do and I'm just like okay like you know originally I thought well she was like at Luke's um like in his Jedi order and she's just like when she was younger and she was being trained and she got like, uh, she lost her memory or, you know, something to kind of explain. It. And I was just waiting for the next one and like, Oh my goodness, this is going to be awesome. And then it kind of wasn't. And, um, well, well and the fact know. that she's Palpy's daughter or granddaughter, just is insane. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, that's yeah. another thing is that tr- I feel like the most important parts of the sequel trilogy didn't even happen on screen. Like you, yeah. you get the Jedi order falling again you get Ben's turn to the dark side. Um, yeah. You know, the First Order rising, where did they even come from? I still don't even know. I watched yeah. the entire sequel trilogy and I don't even know where they came from. Like, but, I mean, but you know what? They're probably doing that purposely and they're going to have some series about it. I or do something. hope, I think that a series, much how the Clone Wars animated series amplified mm-hmm. the prequel experience, I'm hoping that uh, Dave Filoni will come along or, you know, yeah. assign someone to make a show that can enhance the sequel viewing experience because I think the Clone Wars really does help with the prequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to see if, if they do another Star Wars movie, do, you know, it doesn't have to be about the, about the Empire and the, and the Rebels. Do it do it about like a Jedi character and he's off on a, you know, adventure or a mission and, you know, trying to do something. It doesn't have to be like such broad strokes as the whole galaxy's in, in danger. I mean, I, you know, you could... I, I could see like a a smaller on a uh, you know a Star Wars movie on a smaller scale. Sure, yeah, I think that'd be great. Okay, let us emerge from the rabbit hole. Yes, climb <laughs> <laughs> back out. Now. Yeah, I will. I will say before we we jump out of that rabbit hole, I think the <laughs> biggest biggest disservice of the Disney is what they did to Luke. Yes, um, you know it's just totally against his character. He was you know. Uh, he was the new hope and you know, his dad was like, you know, space Hitler. And he still said, there's good in him. I can redeem him. And yet his nephew, it's like, well, he might be bad. I'm going to kill him in his sleep. I mean, and then, you know, and then just lock him away and then just uh, turn his back on the force. I mean, yeah. I'm not a fan of green milk. Phil? No, I don't, I don't no. understand. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's, a, that's another missed Star opportunity. <laughs> you want to see what a full fledged Jedi could do. I mean, Luke's supposed to be the most powerful, powerful Jedi. And you want to just see him be like awesome and amazing and just, you know, see what he can do. And you never, you never got to see that. He was just a grumpy old man. Right. That got let me whipped, sit, whipped, let me sit here got, on this they got, rock. They yep. got beat by Ray. I'm going to sit on the rock and I'm going to Skype Ben. Right. Yep. <laughs> and that's, and then I'll die. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Okay. We, hey, question. Go ahead. Go, 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 go. Oh no. I've just said we're, we're, uh, bringing up wounds that I thought I had buried, but they're they're, they're coming back up. That still hurts. Yeah, <laughs> we need some galactical neosporin. Right, some bacta. Yeah, that's that's the medical stuff in Star Wars. Bacta, 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 bacta team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Hey guys, if you had to choose a planet to live on, which one would you want to live on? Hmm. I, I hate sand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. 
I, I said either Naboo, because you know it's a nice, pretty, peaceful-looking planet, or mm. uh, or Scarif, <laughs> which is the Kashyyyk would be cool too. Oh yeah, hanging out with the Wookies. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, little their little tree houses, <laughs> right? Yeah, I said Naboo or Scarif, but Scarif gets like partially blown up, so I don't. No, I maybe I would rethink that. <laughs> well, pre pre blown up. I can see right. Naboo. It, Naboo's like pretty cool. I mean, that'd be nice. I want to live on Endor. Endor would be you. You would hang out with the Ewoks, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> so who who have, would you want to? The what song? <laughs> the Yub Nub song. Hey, where's our where's our um Jawas? Oh, um, I, I, I don't know. Silent. <laughs> Where did they go? They've just been taking it all in, listening to us speculate. I think <laughs> they they got caught back in the rabbit hole. Oh, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were tall enough uh, to climb back out. <laughs> That's a, that was a deep rabbit hole we went down. So <laughs> they're stuck down there. Okay, if you could have any vehicle, which one would you want? Snowspeeder. That's what I, I, as a kid, I love the snowspeeder, so. That's a good one. I I said either, I was basic, but I said the Falcon or the X-Wing, or an X-Wing. Don't worry, I said X-Wing, too. (laughs) It's like the Cadillac of of vehicles. Yeah, I guess guess it'd be more practical to have an X-Wing, because I don't think a snowspeeder can that, is that approved for space travel? Can you, uh. I I think those are ground aren't those like ground planetary yeah. yeah. Okay, what what are some other questions? Okay, these are some unanswered questions. I just put some of these together. Who shot first? Han. <laughs> yeah, I mean I say Han. I don't like. Again, I I think uh, it's hard to remember, but I I guess I would have seen the original version of Han shooting first. But I you yeah. know. I didn't even realize how big of like a, a, it's almost like a Star Wars meme in itself. Like the the fandom kind of yeah. con- conflicts over it, you know, with with Lucasfilm all the time. But um, yeah, I, I never did get too caught up in that. But I yeah, I would just say Han just because it was the original. Yeah. Well, I think that that goes to his redemption arc. I mean, you have this guy who's like it shows how much of a scoundrel he was, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm just gonna like. Wanted to shoot this guy, and then he ended up being, you know, head of the rebellion. Right, coming around and being a leader of it. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think the movie, the solo movie, enforced that theory that he shot first? I, I do. I loved, I loved the ending actually of Solo. I thought that was awesome that he, you know, shot first. He, he shot first. Yeah, <laughs> he he uh, he wasn't taking any chances with Beckett, and Beckett even. You know, tell, tells him as he's dying. Spoiler alert, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> um, but he even tells him, you know, you made the right choice. I would have killed you. <laughs> so, I, and I think that even plays a role, you know, an impact into why he he does that from now on. When you meet him in the cantina in episode four, that's why he's shooting mm-hmm. first. He's not taking any chances with anyone else. Don't hesitate. Right. Okay. H- how about how about like let's get on another rant here. How about oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Buckle up. <laughs> Metachlorians, yes or no? Yes or no what? Metachlorians. What about them? Uh, yes. do, you, do you like those idea, the idea of Metachlorians? Or do you, 
Are you a Metachlorian fan? I I like the idea of it just uh, because I think it's um, you know you're first introduced to the forest as a mystical type of uh, yeah thing, um, but with everything like even in the real world there real world there's always a, a science there's always some sort of scientific explanation yeah. for it so i just think that was the jedi's or the jedi version of um explaining okay. you know the science behind it i i don't view it as oh you know the the midichlorians are so much higher in this guy i i just think the force is you know around anyone and everyone in star okay. wars and then, you know that was just their scientific explanation to it Mm. that's how i've always I think it's thought cool. of it i mean i okay. think it's like how 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 irish am i i have a percentage <laughs> where you have a percentage of jedi in you yeah. and that's that's I'm, through midichlorians I, i'm not a huge fan of midichlorians because and it's cool if you are i mean but i just think it takes away some of the mystique like anytime you start to explain like the backgrounds of things i think it's better just to have a mystery it's just right i don't know i don't know because i okay here here let me give you a theoretical situation like so in the marvel universe she hulk is like unless they've changed stuff i don't know if i can remember my my lord right uh you know she was like the cousin of bruce banner and she was an accident and she got a blood transfusion and that is why she is a she hulk because she got a transfusion in his blood which was you know gamma radiation so if i was a land speeder accident and yoda gave me a transfusion would i be a jedi because i have more metachlorians in my blood yes so why aren't they just why aren't they just like getting fresh fresh frozen metachlorians and making jedi and, I mean. and just, just giving them um you know just injecting people with metachlorians. Maybe, uh, maybe the midichlorians are so smart that if they're not in the original organic material, then they destroy themselves. Mm. How about that? Weren't they, I don't know. Yeah, weren't they explained as like a symbio- symbiotic relationship with the with the host? Yeah. Like it, it, so maybe it has something to do with that. But yeah, I don't know. I I do think it does lose a little bit of the mystique with the Force, but I think that was just. Uh, I always like, especially in expanded lore, the Jedi are viewed as you know, basically disciples of knowledge with the Force. They're yeah. they're always trying to learn more about it, and I just thought that was their explanation of how to explain the Force to other people. I mean, is it, is it kind of being like a diabetic? It's like I'm gonna do finger sticks every day and check my Metaclorian count. <laughs> I'd like to lift this boulder today, but but I, I think just in case count. we're talking to a Jedi here, a little bit low. <laughs> And then uh, you know, so that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because they even do a finger stick or like a blood sample on Anakin in Episode One, right? That's how uh, they. I know. That's, yeah. So I think it's just a little bit. I don't know. To me, it was a little bit goofy. A little bit, just you know, I would rather not know. And again, it's kind of like Solo. It's like I don't need a back. I don't need to know how he got his gun. I don't need to know. Right. I mean, it's better in my imagination that you know where they just kind of talked about it in the movies and sometimes when you actually see it on screen it just it kind of makes the character a little bit less special and it's perfectly cool i know a lot of people like the metachlorians i just you know kind of 
throwing it out there. It's like I was never a huge fan of it just because I think it kind of cheapens the the impact right yeah my my thought is we if you watch you know the series and everything we find out that the jedi are flawed they're not imperfect or they're not perfect right um so i think the fact that they care so much about something like that they found anakin they found out he has an an, an increased amount of midichlorians and now they're focused on that rather than actually looking at the kid right as a Mm -hmm. kid so I think that it it enforces the fact that they're looking at it way too seriously, and they need to be more one with the force rather than mm. one with the theory of the force. Sure, yeah, that's that's actually a really good point. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense <laughs> to put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you a metachlorian nasal swab. <laughs> Check you out. We have a drive up, drive up clinic. Yeah. So, <laughs> Midi COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we got the midi chlorians. How about the stormtroopers' abilities? Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all you can say. I, I think they should have picked someone better than Django Fett to clone because, like, obviously, in <laughs> a very good shot. Well, I I've always viewed the clone troopers as way more competent than. Because yeah, yeah, they phased out the clone troopers once the empire started to rise, and they yeah. they just recruited a bunch of you know Joe schmoes from down the street. <laughs> like, I, and I think it shows. I mean, they weren't bred for combat; they were just yeah. recruits. Well, kind of like when Dwight goes to look for workers at the at the Dunder Mifflin office, and exactly. he just <laughs> rolls up. He's going to be a stormtrooper. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, especially, like, in the new Disney series, it seems like they were just kind of not cloning, but stealing kids, you know, and are recruiting kids going and probably it's like your tribute to the Empire, you have to, like, or the New Order or whatever, right? They probably give up your firstborn or something. Right. They probably drafted a bunch of people because the Empire was, uh, you know, tightening their grasp around the galaxy. So, you know, jobs and free. You know, well, it seemed like from what they were talking, you know, it's like they were taken away from their parents and as kids and trained to be right. The, the first uh, order. Yeah. Kind, kind of like um, kind of like Halo. If you ever played Halo with the Spartans where they kind of just <laughs> let's go steal some kids and. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Make yeah, them super so. soldiers. Yeah. But except the stormtroopers didn't turn out to be super soldiers. <laughs> you ever wonder why they wear armor, though? Because it's like one shot and they're down. I know. It's the most useless so, armor. Just to yeah. look cool? It does it's look cool. Points. I mean, yep. <laughs> it's the only thing that matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and we've already talked about the prequels, but more specifically, did we need to see Anakin that from such a young age, and did Qui-Gon need to die so soon? Uh, no to both of those. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a short answer. I say that Qui-Gon did need to die when he did, only because that was kind of the the catalyst for the rest of the prequel trilogy. That's what kind mm-hmm. of got everything started. You know, it was Qui-Gon's dying wish to train the boy, so he passes that wish on to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan accepts it, you know. Um, he was kind of like the Obi-Wan so of A New Hope to... Right, yeah, uh, the older, wiser mentor character. Wait, are you saying they cloned it again? The first in the in the series, they cloned <laughs> it just like seven. I, I, well, there there are notes. He did say it's like a um, 
a musical kind of movement where there it, there's like a, parallels, yeah, like c- certain certain notes that are like struck, you know, um, that are hit on, like in each, uh, it's repeating. It's you know, there's certain uh, certain themes that they go with each series that that does repeat itself. So. Right. This is what I wrote. I said Anakin and Obi needed a loss at the beginning to be brought together over tragedy and then be separated over tragedy, Padme. Only then would Vader be able to save Luke and acknowledge the possible loss of his son. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree with that. I felt very proud of that. That's, that's <laughs> that was very, very well worded. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, with As far as Anakin, though, I think it would have been... You know, watching the original, you always envision that, like, you know, the way Obi-Wan talked about Anakin was, he's like, you know, he was already a, a great pilot when I met him. And it sounded like he was like a teenager and they were like fast friends. And I never really got that out of the prequel. It's just like Anakin was like a jerk most of the time. And it seemed like they didn't get along. And I think it would have had a much bigger impact of the movie if he was like a really likable character and like, everybody liked him and he wasn't just like a grumpy teen most of the time. And then like, you know, and then he, and then he fell, but like, he's actually, I mean, kind of a jerk. Most of the, the, <laughs> the prequel, he was a creepy stalker. Like, you watch him, like with Padme, Padme, I've been having dreams about you. I mean, like, listen, to, listen to some of the dialogue. I mean, it's just like, it's creepy. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it, it is though. That that's it. That is, I think episode two especially suffers from poor acting and poor writing. It's just, I feel like the whole like love scenes in episode two drag on for five hours. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> well, and I never. I mean, I never. Really, I mean, honestly, did you like Anakin? I mean, like so, in the second movie, did did you like him at all? With at my age, I didn't. So I was what was it? Two thousand two. I would have been like nine right yeah i would have been about nine when that movie came out and so i guess i thought it was like i just thought oh cool he has a lightsaber i didn't really but then as you get older you know it's like oh he is really annoying in this movie um but then i remember when episode three come out and i thought he was actually really cool from the get-go well, I it, like, that. like in the clone wars he's cool he's yeah. cool in the clone wars the cartoon and stuff i mean you like him i mean he's like he has a you know He's like the cool kid, and that's you know you kind of think he's gonna be likable and, and everything, and he's just he's not right. in, in like the prequels. Um, yeah. But and that's another another uh, talking point. It's like Padme. It's like why'd she die? Like what killed her? <laughs> she died of uh, twin pregnancies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a big Reef. plot hole from the prequels. They have all this amazing tech and they don't even know what killed her well and then i have a theory i have a theory about that and like there's discrepancies it's like leia you know luke's like do you remember your mother oh i just she died when i was young i remember it's like when i was five minutes old she died (laughs) i mean like how can you remember unless she's talking about like um you know bella's wife or something i've always interpreted that he said your real mom oh okay there are plot holes in like uh, you know, things that weren't ever really explained. I, I think another one was the droids, right? Like, yeah. How did, like, with R two in Episode four, why wouldn't Ben remember R two? And mm-hmm. that Ben's know. a liar. <laughs> yeah. 
old man is a liar. He's just a crazy old wizard. Yeah. Uh, you might you might hear my theory about like Padme, and I thought I thought long and hard about this from the movie for yes. when there's. So I think that she died because everybody's like, "Oh, she was heartbroken. She lost the will to, to live." But that didn't make sense because you just had two kids. Wouldn't you love your kids way more than? Like right. Anakin and still want to, and she said, uh, "There's still good in you." So, like, if you knew there was still good in, the, in him and he could be turned, why would you just, you know, give up and die? And then just having two kids. So that never made sense to me. I think the Emperor reached out and snuffed her life force out with in the Force. He like killed. Her. I mean, I like because, I like that idea. That sounds really but, cool because he knew that she is the only one that could bring Luke ba- or uh, Vader back. Right. From the dark side, that was the whole linchpin. Is like that's the whole reason he fell to the dark side because he was afraid she was going to die, and um, you know he couldn't live without her. So I think the emperor, like through the force, you know, like pinched her head, boop, and <laughs> killed her <laughs> because she, he I, knew he knew yeah, he knew that the Vader that's the only person that could really bring Vader back. I've never thought about that, but that is a yeah. uh, really good theory. I like that idea. Yeah, I think it makes more sense than just like, oh, well, I just, you know, I'm, I'm giving up. Cause, well, and that's like, you know, Palpatine is the ultimate manipulator. So, I mean, it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me at all. if That was one of my strong, like the strongest things about the prequels to me is watching his rise to power. Um, yeah, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a great actor. Oh, he is totally political. The political landscape, he rises up and, yeah. you know, he's doing it right under the Jedi's nose all the, you know, all the while. The so. only bad acting scene he really had is when he was getting, I don't know, he's fighting Mace Windu. No! No! <laughs> I mean, that was like way over the top, but yeah, that was like, that part was bad, but like, yeah, he, he's a good actor. All right. One more question with the prequels and we'll move on to Mando. Did Obi-Wan fail Anakin? I think that Obi-Wan definitely thinks he failed Anakin. He even mentions that, you know, when they're on the lava planet, Mustafar, you know, he tells him, I have failed you, Anakin. But I don't view it as a failure, um, personally. I, I think that, you know, Anakin made the choices he made, mainly because of the Jedi Council. Like, he felt manipulated mm-hmm. by them just as much as he was by Palpatine and he just didn't know where to go with it. And, you know, everything just spiraled out of control. I, I don't think that Obi-Wan felt him individually, but I think the Jedi as a whole felt him. Exactly. I, yeah. So I, I, I think, think, I think the council, uh, failed him. Yep. Cause if you had this, this one of the most, you know, powerful force sensitive people out there is just like, no, nah, we aren't going to training. Well, guess what? Right. Like someone else is going to if you aren't. So you might mm-hmm. as well do it and bring him up on the good side. Exactly. They were just so <laughs> arrogant about how they went about some of their choices. Yeah. Uh, Mace Windu especially. I, I feel like he had some sort of a grudge against Anakin in particular his whole his whole time. The whole time. All the way up through his training. Right. And there's a lot of theories out there about Snoke was mm-hmm. uh, Mace Windu. Yeah. I saw those when Seven had yeah. So Snoke yeah. was everybody at one point. Snoke was oh, yeah. Snoke was Palpatine. Snoke was Ezra. Ezra. Snoke was Mace. Snoke was Jar Jar. <laughs> that's a Jar yeah. Jar theory for everything. Snoke was well. That's yeah. why you should be nice to Jar Jar because look what happens yeah. when you aren't. Oh, I'd man. still. Yeah. He's gonna kill everybody. 
Um, oh man! They yeah, like Snoke. I would have liked to actually see where that originally was going to go with Snoke. Um, he yeah, he, he was a waste of a character off, too. And it's just like oh, he's a clone, but which doesn't make sense because if the Emperor was like, why would he have a big bat of pickled Snokes? Because <laughs> like, I mean, what are you going to do with them? Because he and can. Plus, if, you, if you're cloning somebody, they aren't going to be all scarred and crap like that. You'd have their DNA, and they they look normal. I mean, because right. you get this, you know, so you aren't going to be all scarred and crap like that. If you're a clone, you'd be a perfect. Um, Unless that's how beautiful uh, the original was. Pretty, pretty attractive. Uh, yeah. And then some people thought it was like, you know, some of the other Sith, but yeah. uh, Plagueis. Everyone thought it was Plagueis. Sidious and then. I heard Sifo-Dyas. It would make a lot of sense, but yeah, uh, we're talking about the sequels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's they didn't have they didn't have a end game. I like the Avengers. One one more thing about the sequels is in Episode Nine when Ray is you know got the lightsabers locked up and deflecting the lightning back at Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Didn't everyone expect to see a bunch of Jedi Force spirits kind of yes. walking forward with her? Because yeah. I thought, and you pan up to the sky and you hear all the Jedi, and when it pans back down, you think, okay, they're all going to be here with her. It's just, yeah, uh, missed opportunity. I think they, I think okay. they actually <laughs> filmed. I think they filmed it and um, wanted to do it, and then they ended up not. But no, but <clears throat> the Force Ghost should have been there. That was just bullcrap. The end. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, well, here's 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 what I think. Why not have instead of like having Han come back? I don't know if he was having a hallucination or if that was supposed because he's not force sensitive. Mm. I, I know they kind of wanted to say like, oh, you know, hey, I forgive your son for killing me, but w- why not have uh, Christian Haydenson come back and say, hey, I'm your granddaddy, <laughs> you know, and and have a little talk with him and make the head him him come back and say, hey, you know. I mean, really? I mean, wouldn't that make more sense? Oh, be, oh, yeah. like, because he like, idolized him. He had his, like, he cracked down his helmet and, uh, you know, uh, all these years he idolized Vader and Vader could have said, you know, about that. I was kind of a little bit wrong. You know, he could have right. just had a heart to heart with his grandpa. And uh, right. to me, I, I mean, and the rumor was that like Hayden Christensen or Christian Hayden or whatever his name is. He's <laughs> like, I mean, came in and filmed. Yeah, they came in and filmed. Um, uh, you know, filmed some. Um, so why not? Why yeah, not do that? I mean, I don't. I I, I know why they did it because they were. You know, the second one was such a mess. They were trying to like win people back by like, oh, here's Han again. Here's Harrison yeah. Ford. He's going to be in it for five seconds. But right. And and trying to get all the original three back in the. But it didn't make sense because he's not sports sensitive. So why would you have? Why would you have? Maybe him? he was the. These are the questions. All right, Muggle with a Mic listeners, that concludes our first part of our Star Wars episode. Believe it or not, Phil, Robbie, and I talked so much about Star Wars that we had to split it into two parts. So, part one has concluded. Part two will be coming out soon, where Phil, Robbie, and I discuss The Mandalorian Season 1 and our predictions for Season 2. And then we end it all with a galactical quiz 
all about Star Wars. And let me just tell you, it's a nail biter. Who's going to win? I don't know. You'll have to listen in. So we'll see you on the next episode of Muggle with a Mic. Bye. Underestimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny.